Welcome to another episode of Boss Mama's Mindset. I'm your host, Laura Katanen, CEO and founder of Zello Studio, business and mindset coaching for boss mamas in order to ignite your passions, expand your mind, and elevate your business and life. The goal of this podcast is to get real on topics that make us a little uncomfortable so we can get smarter and more aligned with what is in our minds and souls to have thriving businesses. We hope you enjoy today's episode and please don't forget, leave us a rating and a comment so that we can know exactly what you loved and resonated with the most. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Boss Mama's Mindset. I am so excited about my guest today. It's just amazing how social can really make true connections. I originally met our guest today several years ago. We even partnered and went into um, interviewing boss mamas around the world together. And it just lights me up that we're still so close and such good friends today. So Molly Chanson is with me. She's a mama of two boys, a yoga instructor, a writer, and an educator. Hi, Molly. Welcome. Hi, Laura. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's so good to just chat with you and yeah, still be in touch. Always. So tell us about Molly, where your journey has taken you and where you are at today. Tell us a little bit more. So um, yes, I'm today I'm a yoga instructor um, and a writer. And so I have a blog. I, I wrote a book um, and uh, working on the process of getting that published. And um, so my yoga business is an online membership for transformation that has courses on demand and, um, and I do private yoga for healing. I also have another business called the Yogi and the Writer. Um, and we lead retreats, um, that you, that teach yoga and writing combined as tools to heal and transform. Um, and so yoga just had such, I had another business before this. I had a clothing line. Um, I taught in higher education for a long time. So I've had a lot of different, um, paths and career paths, but they've all sort of led me here um, to this. And yoga had such an effect on me personally when I needed it. Um, and so that's, that's what led me um, to, to build my life and career around it, really, to help others. Yeah. And how did you figure out for yourself that you wanted to combine yoga and writing like consistently like how did this idea come to you um you know I never thought this was something that was anything that would um speak to anyone except me so I when I was going through my own personal crisis um I was dealing with um a failing marriage I was in the middle of um addiction myself and I started doing yoga and I started writing and I did those things intuitively, just like something inside me told me to do that. I had done yoga before, but as exercise, never as like a, um, never as like an internal work type thing or a spiritual um, practice. And so I started using yoga and writing and then I started writing my book, which is about um, what I learned from yoga and how it uh, taught me a lot about myself and can teach everyone about themselves, if, especially if they're going through 
adversity or, or a, a life challenge. And never would I ever have thought, I didn't have a light bulb that was like, oh my gosh, yoga and writing can help so many people. These are great as a combination. Um, but I just, I mean, I have a writing mentor um, who I've been working with and she teaches writing and I teach yoga and we kind of started talking and thought, why don't we try a retreat or a day one weekend and see if other people like this too. And she also does yoga. Um, and we just kind of found that, um, that putting them together is so, is so transformative and, and helps a lot of people. And so I just, I always tell people now that I've been doing this, I've led about four retreats now. So this is really new. And after each one, I just, I'm so overwhelmed with emotion afterwards and um, I come home and I cry and I and I sit and I breathe and I just it's like how how amazing it is that these two things that helped me so much have become something that I can build and grow and share with others um, so I felt it happened that way it wasn't like a you know how we usually start businesses it wasn't like that yeah, it's a very natural evolution, organic. I, you know, Molly, I've always loved your writing. It's something I really admire. It's a big strength of yours. And I wanted to share with everyone a quote from your website that I just absolutely loved. It says, I don't think we go low just to stay there or to be punished. I think we go low in order to understand our ability to rise. Even reading it, I get the chills. I find it so powerful and you mentioned sort of your low point but tell us a little bit more like how were you able to rise from this this low point in your life what what do you think you attribute what skills do you think you attribute to that to the most um so yeah my low point was 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 my addiction my alcoholism and and coming to terms with that right like coming to terms with that that's that was me and that was um a a, I didn't want it to be true. You know, I wanted to um, kind of like find a way around it. Um, so that was my low point. And, um, and that's what that quote is about. Like, that's where that quote came from was, was kind of through that experience. And uh, really the interesting thing, the skill that it took, the, the final um, moment for me um, when I thought about your question and I thought about what was my low point and I, I remember the exact moment, you know, like I remember fighting my addiction for a year and a half. I remember fighting through my divorce. I remember fighting through all these, um, you know, trying to keep my clothing line, which was the business I had then going. I was fighting and fighting and fighting. And it was like, I was just, it was like trying to swim to shore and I wasn't going to give up. You know, I was going to make it through. And at my lowest point, the skill that I enacted to finally get better was complete surrender, complete letting go, you know, asking for help and acting faith, like all these things, like just a, almost like a giving up, like kind of opposite of what maybe we're conditioned to think or taught, because I was taught like, when you're going through something hard, like pick yourself up, you know, try harder, do better, work more. Like, um, you know, I had to, the only way I was going to get better was for me to just 
surrender to the fact that like I had this addiction, I, I, I was divorced. I was, you know, to accept those things and get the help that I needed. Um, and so that's the part that allowed me to, to rise to, it was, it was through like, you know, um, not isolating myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And how did you do it all on my own? Hmm? How did you get the help? So what got you through then? So you now said, okay, I surrender. I need help. What, what, what steps did you take? I went, um, at that, that day I knew, um, and I had been doing, I had been, I had been doing small things up to that point. Like I had a, um, you know, I had my yoga practice. I was doing my writing. I had a therapist. Um, I was in recovery groups and, you know, reading books, like doing all the, doing all the things. Right. And I was making a lot of progress. It's not like it was all for nothing. Um, and, uh, but this day I just knew I needed something more. And I found I had, it was the thing I had been scared to do that I, I probably should have done from the beginning, but I wasn't there yet. You know, sometimes we have to go lower and lower. <laughs> um, so I went to an inpatient um, rehab treatment program and it, I was there for five weeks and it was terrifying. I mean, it, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. It meant leaving my business. It meant telling people what I was doing and where I was and what had happened. It meant, um, and there was so much shame around it, you know, different than like, um, uh, like if, I mean, I, I think addiction is an illness, but like some illnesses, it's acceptable to take off work and go away and get better. Addiction, not everyone sees it that way. And, um, and so I just, I just knew, I listened to my heart, you know, something inside me just said like, go here, go do this in the, in the big picture. Now looking back, that was over two years ago. It was the best five weeks and the best investment in myself I ever could have done. Well, you talk about it on your blog as you have a, a post about self-care as spiritual progress. And I think what we often do, I mean, it doesn't matter how serious it is in terms of where you're at in your low point but usually what tends to get us there is the fact that we're not taking care of ourselves to your point you you think we're taught to take care of ourselves a certain way right but Mm -hmm. taking care of ourselves is actually what you said surrendering letting go healing grieving letting letting our emotion and our pain out and you talk about this mistake for trying to fit in or belong and the sameness that we go through so that we can keep up with the Joneses for lack of better words, right? But then you checking into this, um, you know, this five week uh, treatment, it's not what people would consider keeping up with the Joneses or the sameness. So this was a different type of self care that you had to go through and what, afterwards did you realize like what were the biggest aha moments for you in terms of that self-care journey well the the big one like you mentioned um within a few days of getting there the big one was i wasn't taking care of myself so i was doing a million things but none of them were taking care of myself you know it was all about um keeping up 
um, and making, you know, keeping this appearance that like I was okay. And um, so that was, that was the, that was really the biggest piece. And I kind of felt silly. Like I remember one day being there and just thought like, did I have to go all through, all through this just so that someone could tell me that like, I need to eat three meals a day. I need to get enough sleep. I need to go for a walk sometimes. Like these things that I just was like, how do I not know how to do these things in a regular, this, it seemed a little too simple for me. Um, but that was it. That was like, those were some of the things like eating and sleeping and, um, and forgiving myself and, uh, being kind to myself, treating myself like I would treat a friend who was going through something difficult. Yeah. Isn't it yoga, yoga was the, 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 being there was also the place that I decided to become a yoga instructor. Like that was a huge epiphany for me where I was sitting there one day and just thinking like, um, this is what I need to do. And, um, and I didn't know why yet, but, but yoga has taught me that is this like kindness and compassion for self. Absolutely. And I think, so you also have a, a blog post talking about compassionate yoga. Tell us a little bit more what that means to you and how that came about. Mm -hmm. So compassion. So a year, one year after I did my, um, my rehab treatment, I went to yoga training um, and at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health in Massachusetts. And um, they, they teach, you know, one of the instructors there said like, this is compassionate yoga. And, and I loved it because people always want to know like, what kind of, what kind of yoga do you practice and do you teach? And that really sums it up. I mean, um, I mean, of course it's like based in breath and movement and, um, there's so many traditions of yoga, right? So compassionate yoga is, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, Learning to listen to yourself is one way I describe it. Um, you can do this in a yoga practice through the poses. Like, uh, you know, a lot of us know, like, listen when you can listen when you can stay a little longer and push yourself a little further. Also listen when you need to back off. Um, but that can also obviously teach us um, practices in life of when to behave that same way. And um, the yoga I teach is really about accepting who you are, being curious about who you are in order to learn more, um, and then acting in alignment with who you are instead of acting in alignment or trying to act in a way that someone else wants you to be or society wants you to be or you think other people want you to be, which might not even be the case, but to become, you know, to become accepting enough of self to, to be who you are supposed to be and to be okay with your path. And, um, you know, th those things, that's, that's the, that's the yoga I practice. That's what it's done for me. That's what I, I try to give to others in my classes. Yeah. I, I love this quote you have on your website to practice self-care after a lifetime of being taught to abandon who we are for the sake of others is to walk a spiritual path. We slowly learn that 
we matter. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful. And, and, and so you, you, you start to see you matter and that, that these simple things that we overlook or like the eating three meals, but slowing down to eat and enjoying and all of these things. So you, you go through this whole process the outcome. How did you show up differently as Molly now, as a mom, as Molly as a businesswoman? What were the biggest differences that you noticed? Um, slowing down um, was a big one. Um, letting go of the per- the perfectionism. Um, so being just being more skilled at screwing up, kind of. <laughs> Um, you know, that, 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 that's fun. That, that's a big one. Um, I want to say this the right way, I, you know, cause this is such a great question. Understanding that, um, you know, I have an obligation to myself and to my boys in, in life, in this life. Right. And I don't have an obligation to really like, anything or anyone else in a, in a way like and, and what I mean by that is like um if I the my pers- my my external expect my expectations shifted of like if I have all these things if my life looks this way on the outside I will be happy versus like I'm going to figure out how to heal and be happy on the inside and then whatever it looks like on the outside is fine. So beautiful. And I totally feel 100% aligned with that statement. And it's a process because there's so much pressure. And I think about the way our children are growing up with society pressures and getting even greater with social norms and the social pressures of always trying to look perfect and fit in and not have wrinkles and all this stuff. Um, And at the end, it really is just truly loving yourself, right? It sounds so easy, but it is such a, it's such a journey. And supporting our children through that journey is um, maybe easier when we've done it for ourselves. And that's why you and I connected so long ago is because we both have that desire to help women to connect to themselves and find themselves because we know the power of that right Mm -hmm. it's so important so that's also why i'm really excited that you're supporting zello daily our 30-day dose of wellness mindset and wellness and we have had an incredible journey so far and your session is still to come give my audience an understanding of what they would be experiencing if they were in the program you're going to do a yoga and writing session so quickly help us understand what that is going to be like that experience sure so i'm really excited to be part of this and i and i think zlo daily is 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 a great program and um there's just so many there's so much information and so many great practices and all the guests so far that i've seen have been you know outstanding so great job putting all of that together and connecting all those people. Um, My session on yoga and writing is going to be um, a little bit of tuning in, um, some breath, and maybe some movement. The other thing about um, 
about yoga that I love is that it doesn't have to involve a lot of, it doesn't have to involve any poses if you don't want it to. It, it's, it's about how to get inside of yourself, whether that's through a difficult pose or an easy pose or, or just sitting and breathing, right? So we're going to go inside a little bit and, um, and I'll share some yoga philosophy. And then, uh, and then I have a few writing prompts and maybe I'll choose one to focus on, but there's, I'm going to share the experience of, of the breath and the yoga, and then also um, give people a little time to write because when you have the two together and you're kind of inside your body, things are able to, um, to flow, to come out, you know? I'm really looking forward to it and I'm thrilled to have you a part of it. Um, okay, so my last question for you, 2020 has been an epic year for everyone. It's uh, a year to go down in history and remember, right? What has been, since we like to get real and talk about mindset on this episode, what has been your biggest mindset hurdle for 2020 and how are you working through it? Okay, I'm excited to talk to you about this and I'm sure you have some great insight. Um, so I never would, I have, now I have an online yoga membership called The Practice. And, uh, and I also have different courses in addition to that um, that I offer. And so The Practice is, all online and it's on you know it's I have a library now of over 60 or 70 yoga practices and meditations and um, if you would have told and I, I started this in March I started this right at the beginning of COVID because my studio my yoga studio closed and I lost my teaching job at the university and it was like I had this idea of creating an online yoga membership I had had it for a while but I always talked to myself out of it because I just thought like, no one wants to take yoga online and I won't be able to really connect with people as the instructor because I won't be in the same room with them. And um, just like things like that and, you know, doubt and talking myself out of it. And then I almost can't believe I did it, but I just, I, you know, I, I purchased the software that I needed to, to do the classes. I took the leap. I, you know, so I made the investment and was like, okay, now I need to get the people in there. And then I did that. And it was like, step-by-step, step, like, you know how it works. And, and then now I have this online membership and it has, if you, if you would have told me I could be teaching yoga online, I wouldn't have believed you. Like I just, and that it's helping. I mean, not only that, but the people that are in the membership and the benefits they're getting of having a home practice and especially now during COVID. And so I think that answers your question, but I guess my mindset, I guess moving like thinking ahead or to other situations like this, like I, I've been thinking a lot about how I never would have done that if this whole, if the quarantine hadn't happened, then I don't know when I ever would have started my online membership or if I ever would have. So what can we learn from that? You know, how do we, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's something, honestly, a lot of women that I coach, we talk about, it comes up quite a lot. And it's that self-doubt and that also perhaps imposter syndrome, like who am I to do that? Like maybe, I don't know, you might be telling yourself a story like I haven't even been teaching for that long like how can I have this online membership and you know it just reminds me of 
Marianne Williamson's quote where she says, we don't fear failure, we, feel more we, we fear more the success of something happening and mm -hmm. what that will do to us and, and what that will require of us, right? So I think a lot of the times we, um, we start overthinking things as women and we don't even know if that situation is going to come up. We just start worrying too much about the future. And there's a chapter in um, the book, Lean In, um, where she talks about um, not making a decision before we have to make the decision. So too often women will say, I'm not gonna do that because I might get pregnant and I'm not gonna go up in my career, or I'm not gonna do that because what if this happens? And instead, just leaning in and to your point, it's about sort of letting go and surrendering and not being attached to any outcome whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's the idea of I'm going to do this because it's in my heart and intuitively it feels right and I'm not going to expect anything from it and I'm going to enjoy the learning process as it comes. Yeah, that is, um, that's another big lesson that I have learned through, through everything I've shared today and everything we've talked about is that enjoying the journey. I am, I am 100% usually focused on the future something, getting something, attaining something, reaching a goal. I forget and I'm learning slowly, you know, like this is it, we're here. This is right now, right here, what we're doing today is what is where that's, that's, that's the, that's the reality. Living in the, it's the law of the present moment. Mm -hmm. the universal laws, it's probably the one that is the hardest there's, there's a few that are harder, but that's one of the hardest to actually implement is to realize that this is all that's guaranteed is right here, right now. So what are you doing with this moment, right? It's, you're, you're not alone. <laughs> and it's, and I think especially now with all the uncertainty with everything going on, it creates that added stress of what will the future look like? And so I think it's really important for all the listeners to take a deep breath and for us to all get centered with nothing is guaranteed. Not, we don't know what the outcome is. What little thing can you do for yourself right now that's going to help you ease into whatever you're going through at this moment? Mm -hmm. Not in a day from now, not in five minutes or even a year from now, but just right now. And that's that self-care that's so important, right? Oh, absolutely. And the unknown teaches us so much about that. And that's been huge with this for the world right now is um, we, we live in this illusion when we're in a routine and things are as we think they're supposed to be, like say pre, pre COVID, we have an illusion that we're in control. Yes. And it keeps us feeling safe and comfortable. But the reality is like, we, we never were right. And now we're faced with like this real experience that's showing us that we're not or we have to live moment to moment or we have to take care of ourselves we don't know what the future will look like and so that that sort of veil has been lifted of like um, 100% but the next time you find yourself in that situation Molly the question and anybody listening and I even do this to myself we need to ask ourselves what are we most afraid of and why hmm. What's the worst thing that could happen? 
And when we can sit there and we can reflect on those questions and write or maybe yoga through it, then I think what comes out typically is less fear. Yeah, it's not as bad as you think, right? Exactly. Molly, thank you so much for being here with me today. And thank you for sharing with everyone your journey and being so authentic. Um, I really believe that there's so many of us out there that are going through similar journeys. And if you hear a story and it really connects with you, that's why we share this. Um, and that's what this podcast is all about. So if anybody out there is going through a dark moment that sounds very similar to Molly, please reach out to her. I'm sure she okay. would love to be supportive of you. I would love that and definitely do that. And no one's ever that unique or alone. <laughs> so, yeah. And I will link in her website and um, also where her course information is for anybody that wants to take her online yoga courses. And um, yeah, that's it. So tell our next episode, I'm sending you love, light and imagination. And please remember, be kind to yourself, go practice some self care. Thank Bye. you so much, Molly. Thanks, Laura.